Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacoe. Jazz win tonight over the Clippers, 126-103. to Let's go straight downstairs and hear from Jazz head coach Will Hardy. Uh, in terms of them playing together and executing on both ends of the floor, there's always going to be <clears throat> situations in games where teams are missing people, and we've been in that situation ourselves at times. And, um, you know, you still have to play the game. And those are still NBA players out there that are trying to win. And I thought that our team's focus through the entire game and being able to refocus after – the Clippers would go on little runs I thought was uh, the reason why we were able to come out with the win tonight so happy for the guys a lot of guys contributed you know another night with six guys in double figures so um, that's who we are and that's who we're going to continue to try to be. Howry's first game back after missing the last few uh, obviously he seemed pretty efficient out there what did you see from his performance? I thought it was another game where Lowry seemed to kind of do a little, little bit of everything um, you know made threes got to the basket uh, with force early in the game he just he's continuing to to grow before our eyes every night in terms of understanding there's a lot of different ways to be effective on the offensive end in this league especially when you have his combination of size skill and athleticism and you know, again, Lowry's always going to be the first to say this, but his teammates did a good job of finding him when he was open. There's not a ton of plays, again, where Lowry's just isolating and creating things by himself. Like, it takes all of his teammates understanding what we're trying to execute and finding him with good timing for him to, to score the way he does. So it's a, it's a credit to him, and it's also a credit to his teammates. When Lowry does have it going like he did tonight, do you try to involve him in more actions in order to take advantage of that? Or yeah. Keep playing the way you want to. Yeah. I mean, we're we're definitely – our playbook has grown throughout the season. We definitely have a lot more actions now that are sort of Lowry-specific than we did at the beginning of the year. And I think that's a natural evolution of a team throughout a season. You have a – a plan and a, a system, so to speak, to start the year. And then as you move through the season, you're always having to tweak and make adjustments on both ends of the court. I think that's our responsibility as a staff is to understand, you know, that we have to continue to learn about our team and our players and, and continue to try to put them in the best positions possible. Teams are going to adjust how they guard us. And so we have to make the necessary adjustments in our system for how to attack. So, um, you know, I think, again, we we always try to involve Lowry in a lot of stuff, but he's so unselfish. I mean, there's a bunch of plays in tonight's game where 
he is the focal point of the action from our standpoint and the Clippers did a really good job of sort of trying to take him out of it and he finds ways to sacrifice for his teammates as a screener um, as a cutter and helps his teammates get good shots so um there's more plays than you think that are involving Lowry, um, but his unselfishness continues to stand out to me um, and the rest of our staff. You know, to have it going like he did and still find moments where you're just going to read the defense and take what they give you, and the game tells him that he should pin in for his teammates, and he does that very well. So, um, he creates so much offense for us. Like, he had a very efficient 34 points tonight, but. If we went back and looked, he's creating a ton of opportunities for others to score by being a great screener and just reading what the defense has given him. What did you see on Mike tonight in terms of not only the ability to run, to, to run the offense, but the shot making tonight was there for him? Yeah, Mike got into a good rhythm. He's, you know, Mike's, again, another guy on our team that's so unselfish. He's probably the person on our team the most this year that I've had to urge to shoot the ball. We have plenty of guys who we don't have to urge to shoot the ball. Um, Mike is one where he's so unselfish and thinks pass first. Um, You know, in some ways he's, you don't, there aren't that many pass first point guards in the NBA anymore. And I think that's one of the luxuries we have as a staff is we have one of them. And Mike's such a good decision maker. But tonight he picked his opportunities to shoot the ball very, very well. And he knocked them down. Um, Some of them are moments where he has the ball in his hand and he makes the read. There were also a couple where his teammates did a great job of driving and kicking and finding him. Uh, I think the last three he made was a Rudy Gay drive middle and a kick out after, you know, we advanced it in transition and, Bando throws it to Rudy and Rudy drives it middle and finds Mike in the corner. Like those are great team plays. Um, but Mike in pick and roll, he, he definitely has moments where he's, he's so focused on getting his teammates the ball that he forgets to look at the basket. Um, so he's done such a masterful job this year of decision-making. Like generally I'm nitpicking when I, I want him to, to shoot. I've said to you guys before this year, I want Mike to shoot and pass on every play. And that's just, you know, that's my problem. You've talked a lot about Walker recently, but what do you think has been the key for him to be able to string to these performances together? He, he understands that every, every game is a, a new thing and that every night, especially when he's starting, he's going to be playing against really, really high-level players. And if he doesn't bring his physicality it's going to be hard for him. I think that's been probably the biggest step forward that he's made. Like if you watch him on the glass offensively and defensively, you see him delivering a lot more contact before he goes to pursue the ball than he was earlier in the year. You know, in in college and in his, you know, high school days, I'm sure Walker was the biggest player on the court in every game he ever played in. And so you get used to just kind of being able to jump up over everybody and grab them. And at this level, that's just not how it works. So I think we've seen a huge step up in his physicality on both ends of the floor in the last two weeks, I'd say. And he knows that's a huge point of emphasis for him. And I think that's why, you know, it's funny. I just was talking to Walker in the locker room, like he had 13 and 11 and I thought he played okay. Like, I'm not trying to be an asshole to Walker, but, like, I expect a lot from him, and I've said that to you guys before. And But he's showing that even on a night when he's not perfect, like, because he plays a physicality, because he has great intent on both ends to just execute what we want, he still comes out with a great game of 13 and 11. Um, 
that consistency of approach and physicality is what's going to help propel him, you know, in the future to being, you know, one of the top bigs in the NBA is the hope. Um, is he there yet? No, he has a lot of work to do, but I think he's showing us that he can string some games together. And that's what this league's all about. Like having one good game is nice, but this is an 82 game business. Coach Hyde and I had kind of a mixed bag defensively going under some screens on uh, Norman Powell, but then also the chase down block at the rim. Yes, what did you see out of him overall on that end tonight? Yeah, I thought Ochai had some really good moments defensively. He had some moments that, you know, weren't his best. The going under didn't bother me as much, especially when it's to Powell's right hand. Norman's so good at turning the corner going right. So the ones where he's trying to get under to keep him from his right hand don't bother me as much. I think, you know, Ochai's so physical for us defensively and that group that he plays with switches a lot so I thought tonight he had some moments where he was very physical in those switching screens and I think he had some moments where he had lapses and he wasn't quite physical enough uh, in our switching defense but again this is this is part of learning as a rookie in the NBA Um, you know we were talking during the game about in some ways, it's good to have a little bit of failure in a game. And then, okay, can you recenter yourself? And then the next time you step on the court in this game, the next time you get subbed in, can you come in with a different approach and, and execute a little bit better? It's never going to be perfect. And I think Ochai did a great job tonight, you know, on a night where he really didn't get very many shots of still having a, a positive impact on the game. Um, the chase down block, those moments for us are so exciting because – you know, he not only did he make a great play for our team, but it changes the momentum of the game. It changes the energy in our building. And I think, you know, those are the types of plays that our fans react to more than anything, those big hustle plays and toughness plays. Um, so I thought that, you know, that really sparked us. Um, and he's just learning that, that every night he can find different ways to contribute, even if it's not making five threes in a game. One time out, you put your arm around Colin and had a kind of extended conversation with him. What was what was that about? Um, you know, for the most part, I'll keep those conversations between Colin and I. But it, it, it's all just about encouraging. He's so hard on himself, and he wants to convert every play and he's gets frustrated sometimes when he thinks he's not getting the whistle. Um, you know, I, I just continue to urge Colin to, to just keep his focus on the next thing. Um, you know, he, he has the habit sometimes of like being very, very hard on himself. And I, I love that about him because he wants to be really good. Um, he wants to be perfect. He wants to score every time he goes to shoot. He wants to make the great defensive play. Um, you know, sometimes he's frustrated with himself when he misses his teammates. Like after the play, he realizes that somebody was open. And um, it's just about telling Colin that like, you know, none of us are keeping tally of the mistakes you make like that's not how we are Um, we've talked as a team about not keeping score like that's a mantra that we have as a team like we just have to move to the next thing and so um, you know sometimes I just think it's you know part of my responsibility to try to help him maintain that focus on the next play because he can really impact the game on both ends of the court and I don't want him to ever get down on himself because of a couple plays didn't go his way. You guys shot 59% from three tonight. That's the best mark since 2018 for a Jazz team. What did you see tonight that allowed you to be so efficient from three? 
man. Uh, part of me wants to say we took good ones, and I think for the most part we did. And then there is a little bit of luck involved in that. Um, you know, 19 for 32 seems that seems a little outrageous in some ways. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I know that if I'm sitting in their locker room, I'm going, they went 19 for 32. But I, I just think our team continues to to try to understand that if you make the right decision early and we loosen up their defense and we continue to pass and move the ball, like everybody on our team will get good shots and everybody on our team is capable of knocking those shots down. Um, I think that's why we've seen a variety of guys get three-point looks tonight. Like when you go down the box score, B shoots six, Lowry shoots eight, Jordan shoots five, Mike shoots six. Like that's a pretty even dispersion amongst the starters. And I think it's because that group did such a good job of just moving the ball and taking what the defense gave them. So that's always our urge every night is play hard and pass. And can we just try to generate good shots for our group? And um, I would love it if we could shoot 59% for the remainder of the year. But uh, I believe in our team's shooting I believe in all of our guys and their shooting ability when we're taking good ones so it's just about maintaining the you know the approach of everybody will get shots if we continue to make the right decision good thank you thanks guys there you go jazz head coach Will Hardy with a lot right there jazz post game Jake Scott coach Tim McComb jazz beat the Clippers tonight 126 to 103. Let's uh, let's start uh, with his comments on Mike Conley. Coach seems like a good place to start. 17 points, nine assists for Mike. Hasn't had a turnover in 90 minutes of play. And I loved Coach's line right there where he says there are players on the team that he doesn't have to encourage to shoot more. <laughs> Mike Conley is not one of those. He would like him, uh, and I don't know how he would do this, but shoot and pass on every play. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing what Mike's done to play that many minutes without a turnover. Um and, you know, to have the ball in your hand as much as he does. Um, you know, I joked with David and, and Ron that in even skeleton with no defense, it's it's nearly impossible not to have something, you know, a ball glance off somebody's hand. But the focus that's required, and then, as like I said, I think it speaks to the team, the where they're, uh, like he said, they break the defense down, make the right decision, and the ball moves. And it's moving freely, and guys are getting shots, and this is a very, very fun way to play. Lowry Markinen finished the game tonight with 34 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 16. Beasley with 13. All Jazz starter, all five Jazz starters were in double figures. Sexton had 11 coming in off the bench. Walker Kessler with another double double, 13 points, 11 rebounds. He also had three assists and two blocks. Although obviously, um, coach doesn't want Walker to get too full of himself. I guess it always seems like he says good game, but. Yeah, and that's part of being young. Um, you know, he is having great success, but you know, coaches watching the whole and understanding um there are things as he's developing that, you know, they just haven't had time to cover. So pick up some of that and make sure you reinforce the good. All right, with that we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Friday night. The uh, Brooklyn Nets are in town. I still always want to say New Jersey. I think it's just how I grew up. Grew up seeing New Jersey Nets. Brooklyn Nets are in town. 7 o'clock tip-off. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have more uh, post-game sound for you coming up right around the corner. Jazz win tonight over the Clippers, 126-103. to You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. 
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight over the Clippers, 126-103. to 103. We'll get your player sound coming up. But uh, it's been a while, uh, Coach Lacombe, it seems like uh, since the Jazz have won uh, handily. But honestly, it's been a while since the Jazz have played a not-close game, win or loss. It seems like they've all come right down the stretch. And uh, tonight, uh, wire to wire, the Jazz won this game pretty comfortably. Yeah, they, they played with such good energy to start. And then the most important part, yeah, Coach Hardy talked about almost not fair that they went 19 for 32. But I would say that things just caught up because the Jazz haven't shot the ball um, particularly well as a team. And certain guys have struggled. But tonight, to have the ball fly around, have that kind of success, and um, to really have that easy of a win, I understand all those Clipper guys are out. But. That's still a very veteran team that you've got to play well to beat. 19 of 32 from three tonight. Seems like the Jazz as a team haven't been out of the 30s for a a while. And then to go to nearly 60%, 19 of uh, 32 is pretty remarkable. It is. Um, And and also, you know, Coach talks about this all the time, but, you know, pass and play hard. And, or play hard and pass. And they had 26 assists tonight. um, You know, the, the ball was definitely popping. And guys are making the right play. Coach has talked about that's the way the game's meant to be played. And, you know, starting to really see it kind of all the way through the lineup. Well, certainly tonight, I think everybody on the whole squad played uh, played well tonight. There's no doubt. Uh, led by Larry Markinen's 34. We mentioned six Jazz players are in double figures, all five starters. Uh, Larry had a double-double with 34 and 12. Walker Kessler had a double-double with 13 and 11. Mike Conley nearly had a double-double with 17 and 9 uh, assists. Jordan Clarkson uh, played well with 16, although he didn't need to be dominant tonight. They've really needed Jordan Clarkson in some of these games as of late. And uh, not that I'm sure Jordan was heading into tonight thinking he needed uh, a little bit of a break. But honestly, the pressure has been on him so much that uh, they didn't need more than 16 out of Jordan tonight. And then Malik Beasley had 13, Colin Sexton with 11 coming in off the bench for the Clippers. 30 points tonight from Norman Powell, but considering he had 20 of those in the first half, did a little bit better job on him in the second. Zubats with a double-double. He had 15 and 12. Uh, Nicholas Batum had 11. Marcus Morris had 10. And Reggie Jackson had 11 coming in off the bench. I'm telling you what, you, you know, the Clippers are a good team, and if they have their whole team, 
they'll be a force to be reckoned with in the West. You just can't count on that from night to night with this with this squad. You just don't know who's going to be out there. No, nope, you know, and you don't. so you know their philosophy is is what it is. Uh, I think that you know a night like tonight, like the Jazz have had plenty of back to backs this year. We've sat through them all. Um, and, you know, there's been nights where you rest a guy, don't play, uh, you know. But tonight was interesting because they, they did sit a bunch of guys, and uh, the Jazz took advantage. But uh, really awesome to see them really kind of lay the hammer down. A bunch of guys getting a ton of confidence, and then the young guys growing up really, really quickly. Yeah, I would say. Uh, Ochai Obaji with, I don't want to say maybe the block of the year. I mean, that chase down block was really something. No, it was pretty good. I mean, it, his momentum was carrying him away from it. And he was able to get high enough at the rim to challenge it. He's kind of flying by. His athleticism is fascinating. I mean, well, maybe not fascinating is the right word. Intriguing, I would say, might be better. Just because uh, reputations. You you didn't think, like, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about uh, Obachi. Obviously, watched him a little bit in college. But when you come and you see him on a more consistent basis, I didn't realize how athletic he is. He is athletic well i actually went back because i was curious i went back to my draft notes and in the notes there he, he has a 42 inch vertical wow so a uh, standing vert so yeah i mean i think that that play really showed it because he needed it all uh but he just you know continues to make great strides uh, good defense again tonight in stretches um and then always something to learn you get a guy like norman powell who's who's really hot uh, you're gonna face that in in the league so I really like the way he's coming along. And to your point about Clarkson, you know, he scores 38 in that game against Philly and then, you know, follows that up with 21 in the win against Minnesota. He, he's he been huge this year, and he's shooting the ball well. Um, another night tonight where he shoots 45% from the field and 40 from three. He's really good. And the Jazz have really needed him. <clears throat> let's go uh, back. Well, let's go downstairs, hear from the Jazz players. Let's hear from Walker Kessler. A few people have been mentioning your increased physicality in mm-hmm. weight and just kind of the process of putting your shoulder into people, um, you know, on both ends. I guess take us through the process of, like, how you go about learning to be more physical in the NBA. You know, a lot of it um, is a mindset, but a lot of it's a lot of technique, you know, knowing when to go into the guy, knowing when to take that dribble, knowing when to take up space. Um, and then, like, as far as defense, you know, and post-defense, like not used to doing this but learning that and then learning how to like you know take it with your chest when he goes faces up and different stuff like that um so just a process just learning through it with through my coaches and everything and film take us through the uh the steal and the run out yeah i'll shoot uh you know i used to get a couple of those at uh, carolina actually but um you know it was kind of a lazy pass so i tipped it got out and you know i can't not the biggest leaper, but I got some long legs. Like if I get going left forward, man, I'm hard to hard to catch up to. But um, yeah, you know, got it. Turn on the court, finish it. Called timeout. It's good. Good feeling. Now we had seven straight points too, which you know helped. Helped. The... How how confident were you in the dribbling getting from? Oh no, yeah, the uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I, I was like, I didn't even think about you know trying to lose or anything. You know, I'm, I'm pretty pretty confident in that just because I know like. I've worked on it um, a good bit. You know, I think that part of it's just being a basketball player. You know, being able to put the ball on the floor, especially at this day and age. And I'm not. I'm not saying I'm gonna start. You know, ah, ah, you know, ISO or anything like that. But um, you know, being able to dribble in a transition type plays, not really a problem. 
What do you think has been the key for you to be able to string these performances together? Um, I think that for me, not getting too high or low on a good performance or bad performance, um, just because there's so many games in the NBA, um, you know, you can have a great string, you can have a bad string. Um, and so trying to just focus on trying to win the game and kind of the rest takes care of itself. Um, and then my coaching staff and teammates, like I said, a hundred times, I mean, I just keep reiterating it. I mean, they're, they're unbelievable. Um, I'm so, so thankful to be on this team and, you know, be part of this fan base. Um, you know, it makes it a lot, a lot easier. What is a guy like Mike Conley, who's obviously been around for a minute? Like, what what do you learn from a guy like that? I mean, he's he's really fun to play with. Um, you know, I mean, he's so smart, just like knowing when to do different stuff on screens, knowing when to flip it, knowing, you know, when to pass. I mean, his passes are unbelievable. Um, funny enough, I had a high school guard who was similar, obviously, you know, levels, but his name was Mike, too. Um, and so just playing with a guy like Mike that's a vet and just so, so smart and just a student of the game, uh, I'm trying to absorb as much information as I can from him. Thank you. Thanks, Good stuff. Thank you all. All right, there you go. That is uh, Walker Kessler, who continues to be really, really good. Double-double once again tonight, 13 points, 11 boards. He had three assists and had two block shots. As the Jazz win, 126-103 to 103 over the L.A. Clippers. We'll have more coming up next. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. More straight ahead. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my! Jazz postgame. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight over the Clippers. 126-103 postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Time for your Master of the Glass brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass for the Jazz, Lowry Markinen. 12 rebounds tonight for Lowry. Two of those were offensive to go along with his 34 points. Walker Kessler also had 11 boards tonight as runner-up. The Jazz, let's see here, were out-rebounded by the Clippers 50-44. to 44. Uh, The Clippers actually grabbed 16 offensive rebounds tonight, Coach, but uh, didn't turn out to matter much. And that was the only area. I mean, Zubats is so good at kind of posting up down there and then really caving guys in. I, I still believe that's the one area of the game they need to look at from a physical standpoint. I just think it's like a it's a mosh pit on the offensive glass or defensive glass. But um yeah, he had a good he had a good run of it there and kinda uh really that was really the only piece of tonight that the Jazz struggled with was the that offensive glass. You know, when the Jazz are so good with the ball, though, only turning it over eight times, that helps. Huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's that's where I see so much improvement. You talk through the year about things that they've got to improve upon, and we did that last year a lot with transition defense, perimeter defense. Um, and you know, this team has actually 
They've really dealt with the the deficiencies. They've done a good job of attacking transition defenses. Far less an issue. Um, you know, and it was a couple tweaks here and there, but this team has done a good job of dealing with that stuff head on and um, still really good at drawing fouls, getting to the line, still really good at rebounding themselves. Time for some more sound. Let's go back downstairs and hear from Lowry Markkinen. Uh, everything went pretty well. It felt, it felt good. Uh, I expect I was a little bit more tired than I actually was, but I felt good. Just try to come out, be aggressive, and uh, get going early, kind of get in the rhythm of the game. So. You know, Holly asked you about this, but the uh, Finnish coaches being here, kind of, what does that mean to you that, that they you know, come all the way out here to, to see you? Uh, it's cool. Uh, they had it set up a long time ago already, so it's good to have them here, kind of maybe in that practice and uh, kind of watching around, meeting our coaches, and uh, I've been trying to be their Uber driver a little yeah. bit. So, uh, it's good to see those guys. Obviously, I haven't seen them in since September, so... It's a good couple of days. Um, you've been, I guess, baptizing, getting people at the rim a lot lately. Um, what's kind of the secret to these dunks? Just try to go up strong and finish it. I, get, I, I got no better explanation for you. Uh, like I said, it's just aggressive to go into the rim rather than just rely on your jump jumpers. And uh, and obviously, health being seven feet. So, Are you doing that more now than you have in your career yeah I'm, I'm noticing it's pretty fun to dunk so <laughs> I try to do more of that how are you getting those shots though because like it's a what? noticeable dunks like it's noticeable yeah. how many more dunks than you are than you have in previous seasons like you you crush your season high of dunks yeah I guess I, I guess I've learned to jump off two feet too normally I only jump off my left so that helps kind of having the variety on the what kind of dunks you can do, but I think it's just a mindset going to the rim and uh, no matter really who's in front of you, I think of it that I either going to get dunk or I'm going to get two free throws when you go go up strong and try to finish rather than just try to finesse it on the other side or whatever. So that's my mindset. Do you feel like you're getting easier shots in the offense? Here, like it's a, a good fit of, of you. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I've been sorry. <laughs> uh, I th- I've prayed to my teammates on and the coaching system, and I think I don't think there's many times I have to force a shot. It's just getting getting the ball on the run downhill into the rim, or I've had a ton of good passes on just reading defense and popping back, and I get a good look at the three. So I don't think it's. Just, can't take the credit by myself. Uh, just I happen to be one who's making the shot. But I mean, there's been a lot, of, a lot of good things happening before that. A good screen to get me open or pass on time on target to get me downhill and stuff like that. So, coach was actually saying that you are causing the rest of the players on the team to hit better shots just by you know pinning and, and um, taking the focus and doing some of that. Is that? Something that's new, new for you? Uh, I think it's just the next step I'm going to have to take and uh, just seeing different coverages all the time. And I think I can create a little bit better. And uh, I'm working on it every day, just seeing where. But I think they're, they're getting better looks as well because obviously defense collapse. And I try to keep, keep my eyes out and uh, find them. And obviously, if I don't get the ball, they're still collapsing to take my cutaway. So I think just 
overall, I think we've been playing unselfish basketball, and I think that just leads to great shots. You've uh, noted Coach High's athleticism before. What was uh, your impression of that chase down block he had tonight? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I was so far away that I didn't really see. It was okay. Do, do that more often. <laughs> no, it was great. And just to, just him being, I don't know how he caught the pass from JC and laid it in. That's the athleticism right there and good touch of the ball. And uh, so he's a, he's a decent basketball player. He's a decent basketball player, Coach Lacombe, talking about Ochai Obaji. Yeah, I, hey, I totally agree, and the guy talking is beyond decent. Uh, I'd say. He's putting on a show every night now. and uh, The dunk tonight, he just keeps topping them, but it's just really his overall game, his efficiency. I mean, the best part of that whole s- sequence is he dunks it, and the next time down hits a little spacing three at the top of the key, and that's Lowry. Um, he's going to play within the context of the offense. He's going to be very efficient, but he, he is very tough, and he'll go to that rim hard, uh, but he's also got the ability to finesse, you know, step back and shoot a three. It's, he's just brilliant right now, fun to watch. Hey, the uh, foul shot promotion was activated tonight. The reaction from Kelly Olynyk on the sidelines is going viral and is pretty funny. Uh, but uh, the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game, those in attendance at tonight's game receive uh, free chicken if they claim their reward on the Chick-fil-A app before they left the arena. So always remember, if that's activated, make sure you get to that app before uh, you leave the arena. But, yeah, the Kelly Olynyk's uh, reaction is pretty hilarious. I'll bet you Kelly and Walker. They activate and get their, their chicken sandwich. They were into it. Very into it. Well, I mean, Olenek was pa- – I mean, he seems like a oh, passionate man like a in knockout. general. But yeah, I mean, he seems like he's pretty excited about a lot of stuff. But some free Chick-fil-A sounds good. He gave him left cross, right cross, uppercut. Jazz win tonight, 126-103 over the Clippers. We'll have more coming up next. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from – Excuse me, real Mark Miller Subaru customers, Subaru owners are diverse. And each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own at mysubaruis.com. We'll have more sound for you coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, Coach Lacombe, 126-103 to 103 over the L.A. Clippers. Uh, nice win for the Jazz. Uh, excuse me. We want to remind you. Sorry, I have this read I'm looking for. We want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 14 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to utahjazz.com slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator. Now, apologies. want to make sure we get uh, our shout-out to our good friends at Instructure there. So, uh, utahjazz.com slash M. V E. Uh, what do you think uh, about Ochai Obaji? We're going to hear from him here in a minute. We just heard uh, um, Lowry Markin and talking about him a little bit, Coach. He's been scoring, obviously, at a pretty good clip. He had 17 the other night. 
against the Timberwolves. But tonight he only had four points. The shooting percentage remains good, though. He's two of two, uh, but found a way to really have an impact on this game. Yeah, it's a uh, you know he had a he had that breakout game against Minnesota where he um, he had seventeen and really that was his six he was six for eight from the field and three for four from three but it was kind of how he did everything you know it was the way he guarded um, he he came obviously after four years at Kansas he's got an unbelievably good frame and so he, physically he fits the game and really I think it's been his. The way he's come along, um, he's doing things out there on the floor instinctively now that he wasn't before. Uh, he's in the right spots more often. Um, he's very disciplined, getting all the way to the corner and transition. You know, that's a big thing. He sprints the floor. Um, and now he's able to kind of play off a closeout a little more because teams are running at him, trying to run him off the line. So I, I think he's just continuing to grow and develop. And I, I love, you know, I love him out there because I think he fits so many, uh, you know, he fits so many needs the Jazz have. I'd say. And uh, just a rookie, much like Walker Kessler. Exactly. I mean, the, the promise is certainly there. Uh, let's get back downstairs and hear from the man himself. Here is Ochai Obaji. Um, went to go chase down, just you know, wall up at the rim, but then I saw that he was about to dunk it, so I was like, all right, he's trying to like, block it so he just doesn't slam it on me. Um, block it, and then all of a sudden, you know, we bring it down, Colin gets a dunk, and then everyone's obviously hyped after that, so that was just a, a change of momentum. Were you surprised you got there? Uh, a, a little bit, yeah, but I was like, I, I didn't know if he was going to dunk it, I thought he was just going to lay it up, but then he just like started to take off with two hands, and I was like, okay, now I actually got to, up in there, now I got to block it or I'm about to get dunked on, so. So um, just just that mi- mindset of getting back, you know, uh, jumping um, and contesting at the rim and transitioning. So. Were you anticipating a whistle? Uh, no. Okay. no. Or maybe. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, just stop the ball. Just, just some, 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 yeah. Take us through kind of, Will was talking to us earlier about um, kind of your development path and just learning when to be physical defensively, mm-hmm. when not to be, you know, learning how to involve yourself in a game when you're not getting a bunch of open looks from three. Mm-hmm. I guess take us through kind of what your mentality is, uh, you know, having a game like that tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just, I mean, no matter what, whether it is going off good offensively or, you know, I'm getting shots offensively or not, um, not taking that focus away from defense. Um, defense being that main priority of why I'm on the court, why I'm playing, why I'm playing so much. Um, so just always being mindful of that. Um, never getting down anything about how much I'm scoring on anything like that, but what energy and you know what I'm bringing to the defensive end, um, and then just you know those fouls and all that. Just uh, I think that comes with time, learning game by game, um, matchups, different matchups. Um, Norman Powell was was getting after. He's really aggressive tonight because Paul George and Kawhi were out. But um, you know just just locking into that and locking into what he does best. So Will said I think it was after last game that you are now carrying yourself like you belong here. Do you, when, is there a moment that you can point to like okay, I I now am an NBA player. I feel like I'm here. Uh, I think I don't, I don't really know there's, if there's an exact moment. Um, I think it's just more like I said, game by game, um, getting more comfortable. Um, coach trusting me more, put more trust in me um, on the defensive end of, of guarding and having those matchups. And I think you know going to going to some games, knowing that you're going to be matched up with those guys. I think uh, you got to have that sense of you know confidence in yourself, and um, that's what I have as far as you know uh, stopping their their guy or you know making it making it difficult for him to get easy looks. Are there, are there tangible things on the court that you can point to as saying? Okay, I was not as good at this at the beginning of the season, and now I feel like you know it's yeah. coming along. Um, I think 
really just really just having the, that real that killer mindset of, of guarding the ball, um, you know, moving my feet, sliding, uh, but also just taking on their best their best player, um, keying in on what they do best, tendencies, all that. But really, you know, keying in on scouting report too. So uh, I think that's one thing that you know that has evolved over this year, the short years so far. Um, it's just keen and on scouting report. How is your preparation different now that you are, I guess, expecting to play in the rotation? Um, I'd say no different than, than what it was if I wasn't playing. Um, I think the way I carry myself, the way I work hasn't changed. It's keeping that consistent um, as far as, you know, getting better every single day, uh, but also having that mindset that, you know, I'm going to have to go in and impact the game anyway. Uh, but just, just, you know, symbolizing things at the end of the day, uh, I think that's what it is. So. Thanks, OJ. Cool. All right, there you go, Ochai Obaji. And uh, no doubt, Coach, he's playing well enough. He's going to have a role on this team throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, it's nice to see um, all the all the hard work that he's put in um, in all facets of his game. Uh, the ability to guard's been there, but guarding at this level is a totally different thing. And guys are bigger and faster and stronger, so there's an adjustment period. I think the Jazz did a great job with the way they handled him. It didn't throw him right in. Um, gave him that development opportunity, used the G, the G League, and we're seeing great things. I, I think he's going to be a piece that, that sticks around for a while. I like him. Yeah, it's interesting what the season is becoming about, you know, identifying players that could potentially have a role on this team going forward or certainly have value as uh, this team figures out exactly who and what it's going to be going forward. And, yeah, Ochai is, is absolutely playing terrific. And, you know, the – Add him to Walker Kessler and Lowry Markinen and guys that are really showing that uh, they can thrive here and uh, playing with this team. And, you know, a good buddy told me it's like finding $20 in your ski park. It's nice. It's a I good mean, feeling. You have no idea what you're going to do for lunch. You're going to uh, hope my buddy's got an extra couple bucks. And you reach in, and there it is. There it is. And just not, waiting for you. And I like how you said we're having chili fries. <laughs> it's not just going to be fries. Like we got, we got whatever we want to get with that twenty. Yeah, exactly. And and these players are are really showing that they can be that, which is, is terrific. And again, we joke, you know, I'm sure uh, Justin Zanuck or Danny Ainge would say, "Oh yeah, we knew these guys were this good all along." But you know, I think from your Jazz fan perspective, not necessarily expecting this from the rookies. And you know, I I saw several rookie lists just uh, today that listed Walker Kessler as potential for Rookie of the Year. Maybe not favorite, but right there on the list. Well, if he keeps adding double-doubles and affects team shots at the rim, right? The Clippers tonight at the rim were 9 for 17. So they got 17 shots at the rim, and when they got there, um, just barely over 50%. So he's, he's having that effect. All right, let's go back downstairs. It's time to hear from Mike Conley. Play out the way it did. They changed coverages a couple times and you know, tried to manipulate it a few times, and still uh, was able to kind of be successful at a certain certain things. For you mentally, just you know, what's it like to have a night like tonight, and how does that kind of propel you moving forward? Um, feels good. Um, actually, it's been last few games have been pretty pretty good for me, especially uh, starting with Minnesota, I guess, and a couple games before that was pretty good. So it's good to just get a good rhythm, feeling healthy and. You know, knee took a little longer than you know, when I was back. It was still still a little bit slow, but um, now I feel you know explosive and, and back to doing things I normally do. Against a shorthanded team like that, how important is it to get off to that big start like you guys did tonight? 
Uh, very important. You know, it was one of those situations where you look at the schedule and they played last night and they missing guys tonight and you know it's those wins you you got kind of got to have and, um, for us to win it the way we did and you know have our guys sitting the last couple of minutes of the game was was, was good for us to, to see that happen because we haven't had that feeling probably all year. So yeah, so it was a uh, it was a really good win. Can you take us through? I guess what you're seeing out of you know the rookies, the guys like Walker and Ochai, just in terms of you know going from where they were at the beginning to kind of now finding themselves fully in the rotation, kind of being prepared to like take on that bigger role, and, and what leads up to that. Uh, well, you know, you can just see how much more comfortable they they both are. I think Walk. Being a big man in the league is, is very tough to come in because you have to command a lot as far as defensively communicating and uh, learning coverages and how to guard people. And, and it took him a while, but he's like really coming to his own. And Ochai is just, you know, he's been working every day and finally gets the opportunity to get out there. And, and you know, not only is he making corner threes, now he's driving the lane and making plays and defensively blocking dunks. And, you can just see, you know, how talented each each one of those guys are, and I'm just happy that they get that opportunity uh, to show what they can do. Is there a point in this offseason where you thought you were going to be a Clipper, or did it not get that that far? Um, it didn't get that far. I think it got it kind of had passed already until it was like, you know, you were about to be a Clipper, and I was like, oh, okay. And, <laughs> okay, yeah, but it didn't. So it, 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 I didn't know by the time but it had passed by, and like, yeah, it was about to happen, I guess. I was like, okay. And it didn't happen, so I just kept throwing my summer and whatever. So, okay. how, how do you approach the deadline with your name once again kind of blowing around out there? Uh, thankfully, I've had experience with it. You know, <laughs> I can't control it. I just go out there and play basketball and, um, you know, work for the team, just be the team guy I've been. And I'm not worried about it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but these guys know I'm ten toes down, and I'm just worried about the, the Jazz. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. I tell you what, that dude is such a pro. Mike Conley had a great game tonight. Hasn't had a turnover in 90 minutes of play, which is just amazing. But he had 17 points, nine excuse me, nine assists, and uh, was was not only great tonight, but w- what a perfect answer. You know, handling a, a trade deadline and rumors and all that stuff absolutely cannot be easy for NBA players. I've got to imagine. But having that answer right there where he said, been through it before, and I'm just here to to do my job and help the Utah Jazz at the moment. Hey, you know what? That, that could easily be lip service from somebody else. But coming from Mike Conley, I mean, I guarantee that's exactly his mindset. Yeah, it's he's been a pro many, since a minute he's got here and obviously known for that his entire career. Um, you know, I, I just love how he keeps things in perspective. It really is a huge part of why these rookies, too, these young guys are developing at the rate they are um, because he sees everything out there. I mean, you have to be able to see everything out there to play 90 minutes in live NBA basketball and not turn the basketball over one time. It's just absolutely remarkable. So uh, kudos to Mike. You're just a huge part of why the team's been able to function as well as it has. Um, and awesome to see him making some shots tonight. He's He's been unbelievable passing the ball. Uh, assists I checked tonight, he's like 7.8 assists per game right now, which would be a career high for him. Um, but it's it's really his, you know, shooting that's kind of been hit and miss tonight. Knocked him in there. It was really nice to see that. It was nice to see it because, Mike, if you look at his his shooting, and I could bring it up for the for the season, but it hasn't been up to his normal standard. 
I think he's still had a great year. I think he's been really, really good for this team, and it's the reason they've won a bunch of ball games. And maybe you look at those shooting percentages and say, ah, oh, Jake, you're crazy. But just the decision, I mean, listen to, to how Walker Kessler talked about him tonight and the decisions he makes and how smart he is and what a team guy he is. Listen to Will Hardy talk about him tonight where he, he wants him to shoot more because he's so unselfish, and that's something that Will talked about has disappeared from this league, the pass-first point guard, and they're so fortunate uh, to have one in Mike Conley, and I agree with him. I, I absolutely do. He is, he is good for, you know, maybe his age doesn't match up with the Jazz timeline exactly, but he is good for this franchise, good for that locker room, and i got to imagine good for the culture. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. I mean, um, Will talked about, you know, how good this team's been in preparation because they're leader. You know, the guy that's out there, he and Clarkson both, uh, but specifically Mike, he said his, his attention to detail, and that really is it in preparations and scouts, there are so many elements. Like Norman Powell's a big shot fake guy. He's going to catch it coming off a curl, and he's going to raise the ball two or three times to try to get you off your feet. And watch those guys time after time stay down. You know that's a hard thing to do, but it's ingrained in them in the preparation. So, um, yeah, I mean, Mike, you can't say enough about what he's done. I mean, he's shooting thirty-five percent from three, down nearly five percent from last year. But like I said, his assists are up from uh, five point three a game to seven point five. And with this young team, just like people say, you know, Trey Young's having a tough year, and so all the guys around him are having tough years. I mean, I think there's a lot to the way he that Mike plays, his unselfishness, how he sees everything, a real factor that, and how Lowry has really hit the ground running here in Utah. What's the? I guess what's the cliche? You know, do you make your teammates better? That's right, and he definitely and does. he does. Yeah. Yep, 100%. He makes this team better. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, all right, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are uh, diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz win over the Clippers going away, 126 to 103. Got your play of the game coming up next, and we'll put a wrap on this one straight ahead. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Running up. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my! Conley right wing. Morris on a swing. Lobs inside the mark. Catches to the rim and dumped it on Zubak! He took a right-hand hammer and he just whacked the ball right there! Oh my goodness, Lowry marketing. How do you like me now? Woo! And a little stare. My goodness. There you go. You play the game. What a dunk from Lowry Marketing. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Man, I'm not a huge wrestling guy per se, but uh, anytime Locke goes Ric Flair with the woo right there, I think we need to get it in. Excellent selection right there. Let me unpack a little of that, Jamil. too. Uh, How You Like Me Now, of course. Cool Modi reference. Um, you know, uh, early, you know, like pioneer of the rap. And, yeah, he was great. So uh, David throws that in there and then gives it the Ric Flair. Gives it the woo. Woo! 
I liked it. Uh, one twenty six to one hundred three is your final. Jazz win. They beat the Clippers post game. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Uh, if you're just joining us, Jazz got a big performance from Lowry Markin and 34 points on 11 of 20 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3, 6 of 6 at the line. What a night shooting. Uh, he also had 12 rebounds and assists to steal and 2 blocks. Great game for him. Walker Kessler with another another double-double, 13 points, 11 boards. He also had two blocks. Mike Conley tonight, he was great, 17 points on 6 of 8 shooting, 5 of 6 from 3, 9 assists to go along with those 17 points. No turnovers once again tonight for Mike. Jordan Clarkson with 16 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds. Malik Beasley had 13 uh, in the starting role tonight. Coming off the bench, Colin Sexton. Uh, had 11 in 22 minutes. Jared Vanderbilt with nine uh, in 17 minutes. He also had three rebounds, three assists, and made a three. Nice corner three uh, from Jared Vanderbilt uh, tonight as the Jazz win easily going away from the Clippers who didn't have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. They got 30 from Norman Powell, 15 from Zubats. Uh, Batum had 11, uh, Marcus Morris with 10. And uh, Reggie Jackson with 11 coming off the bench for the Clippers. You know, without their two big players, you know, I'd probably say the Jazz probably should have won this game. But uh, you know what? The Clippers have some talent. Um, I This was not a, a gimme game for the Jazz. They had to play well and did. And, and when I looked through, you know, I saw those guys were going to be out today um, and started to kind of tweak notes and, and start to look at the rest of the guys. I mean, they, they have guys. Uh the the Morrises, the Covingtons, uh, obviously Zubats is a big problem. Reggie Jackson's given the Jazz fits, and dare I say, Terrence Mann, right? So there are a lot of very capable guys out there. Um, I think it was way more about what the Jazz did. Uh, they they really did control this game from from tip to to wire, and just did a nice job of staying, you know, really on attack. Most importantly, nineteen for thirty two from three. That's like Coach Hardy said, that's almost not fair. It's out of body, but they're do that. I think this team shoots the ball better than what they've necessarily shot it in a stretch, and, and those things come back around. So just overall, a phenomenal effort by the Jazz tonight. Uh, did well on the defensive side, uh, too. The Clippers did not shoot the ball well, just 40% tonight. They were pretty good from 315 of uh, 34, but the Jazz on the other shot, side shot 52% from the field and 59% from three, 19 of 32. Will Hardy kind of joked about it. It's not uh, fair to expect 59% from three, but they were due a, a good three-point shooting night. Again, I don't know about 19 for 32, but they were a better three-point shooting team than they've shown over the past couple of weeks. And that's really the point. Um, those things do come around. We talk about it a lot with players. They go through you know, ups and downs, but it all kind of evens out. And that's how I, I just felt like this team with the looks they get too. I feel like their looks are so clean. Uh, tonight, that was definitely evident. They they moved the ball, uh, got a lot of catch-and-shoot threes, and guys were very confident. I remember the one Nah rifled across left-handed. That was beautiful. Lowry, Lowry doesn't even have to dip, just kind of shoots it. It's almost a one-timer in hockey. It was that good. Oh, good comparison. Right? Yeah, it was a lot he like that. Shot yeah. and, but anyway, I, I – I just like what I see. Those pieces are coming together. And look, it's not all rosy and there's stuff they got to work on. But the other part of it to me is the pieces that they've 
needed to work on through the year, they have. Like this coaching staff's done a great job of bringing this team along. Guys are getting better. They're getting better. Yeah. Teams getting better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, we want to say big thanks to everybody who uh, helped us out with tonight's broadcast. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone, fine work from them. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks to broadcast assistants who helped us out tonight. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.